it's hard to talk about Rice Peterson without bringing up his mother, Susan Peterson. I'm sure that for most of you, the name Susan Peterson doesn't mean much of anything. But here in Greenville, she needs no introduction. In our small town, the Peterson family name has become synonymous with overwhelming parental support, small town social media fame, and what happens when high school sports fandom is taken to an extreme. Under normal circumstances, I wouldn't care to visit Susan for after-school tea and muffins. But these circumstances were anything but normal. Anyway, she was near the scene of the crime right before it happened. Therefore, she is my first suspect. And if she didn't tamper with the shoe, there's a chance she may have seen who did. Additionally and suspiciously, Royce has been quiet about the incident, having not spoken to Coach Boogie or any of his teammates about what happened. I texted Royce and told them I was about to finish my piece on the team for the school paper, but I would like to interview him before it was done. He said, sure. So I went to the Peterson house to find my first scoop of the story. February 27, 2019, less than 24 hours since last night's game. I'm sitting in the Peterson's driveway, about to go inside for an interview with Royce and Susan. The neighborhood's your average Midwestern suburb. Oh my god, one lawn even has a garden gnome, for God's sake. There's a huge flag with the Fox's logo hanging above the Peterson's garage, but... Aside from that, I'm not seeing anything too out of the ordinary. Hey, Mrs. Peterson. Are you recording? I am. Oh, is that alright? Of course, of course. Please, come in, sweetie. Perfect timing. I'm just about done heating up the water for our tea. Oh, sorry. Please take your shoes off before you come in. We're trying to keep the carpet as clean as we can. I didn't have time to bake muffins, so I hope you don't mind store-bought chocolate chips. That's fine. Thank you. Thank God. You have a lovely home, Miss Peterson. Oh, just Susan, please, and thanks. I spent all day tidying up after my little superstar treats this whole place like it's his locker room. The rest of the house did not support this claim. In fact, it was so spotless and well-kept, it looked like they moved in the day before. Nevertheless, I played along. I love your living room, Mrs. Peterson. Oh, Susan, sorry. Thank you so much, honey. Do you like the cabinet? I found it at a yard sale a few years ago and just had to have it. it. must have been an antique because I haven't been able to find it anywhere else 
It's my favorite piece of furniture in this house. I can see why. It's gorgeous. Funny thing about that cabinet, this particular antique model, it's not very antique at all. In fact, it can be found and bought at literally any retail store that carries furniture. My parents have the exact same cabinet in our dining room. So I was hoping to sit down with Royce for a minute, but since you're here, would you mind me asking you some questions? Oh, sure. But you know what? You can just interview us as a team. That'll probably save you some time, huh? <laughs> well, sure, but I have some questions that are specifically for Royce. You know, now that you mention it. Rolls! What? That nice girl from school's here. Brian's friend. Rolls, this is Max. Max? Rolls. Just Royce, Mom. Please. He hates it when I call him that. <laughs> but I keep telling him that a star player has to have a flashy nickname. And what's flashier than a Rolls Royce? <sighs> Mom, Max is a part of the basketball team. I know her. Right. What am I saying? Of course you two know each other. So you're here to ask some questions for your story on the team? Yeah, I'm just getting the final pieces for it. Brian's shoe gonna make it in at all? I'm not sure yet. It would be a downer ending, but it's the truth. And that's what is most important. That's a shame what happened to Brian, isn't it? It really is. So, do you have questions for both of us? Rolls. I'm just trying to get as much info about last night as I can. Since you were both there when it happened, you may have seen something I didn't. When and where everyone was, what they were doing, things like that. Yeah, is this gonna take all night? I kind of have a thing I need to be at. Oh, your little postseason get-together can wait. We have company, you know? It's never too late to learn how to be a good host. But I... <sighs> so, where do you want to start? Let's talk a little bit more about Royce. Royce transferred to St. Francis on an athletic scholarship around the same time as Brian in 2017. Our school noticed him because of his chemistry with Xavier Rose. Xavier was the bread, then Royce was the butter. The idea was to bring them both in, but for reasons I don't know, Xavier stayed at Garfield High while Royce transferred. It didn't matter to Susan who he played for as long as he played. Unfortunately, Royce was no match for Brian's raw talent, which made Brian a much clearer choice for power forward in Coach Boogie's eyes. Royce was moved to center, but his discomfort and inexperience with the position showed almost immediately. Never one to raise his voice or concerns, Royce's focus on the game began to slip further and further until he inevitably lost his starting spot, showing that this butter was all spread out. One onlooker, however, is optimistic about Royce's comeback. Let's start when the Foxes made the choice to limit your starting position. Oh, it's horseshit. Oh, it... Sorry. Am I allowed to swear during these? Um, I'll have to bleep it out. Great. 
Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. I've sent email after email to Coach Boogie and the school's board demanding that they tell me why they're treating roles like this. Mom. We didn't transfer from Garfield for him to get shuffled around the court by an incompetent coach. He's a great, no, the best power forward the Foxes have, and they all know that. They've seen the clips on my YouTube channel. I've sent them links countless times, and they could see it in person if they just gave him a shot and had Superstar Brian play center for a change. <sighs> Makes me wonder how Casey Wilcox would have coached the team. How would you describe your relationship with Brian? We get along great. When I bring meals to team meetings, I think of him and make sure to give him something that he would appreciate more, like ramen or chicken with rice. I gave him a Dennis Rodman jersey after I found out that he visited their country. But he visited North Korea. Right. The northern part. Anyway... I just want to make sure that he feels welcome. So you wouldn't say that there's any animosity between you two? To me? No. In the eyes of others, probably yes. I think now's a good time to address the elephant in the room for my Greenville listeners. But for those of you who aren't, if the name Susan Peterson sounds familiar, there's a chance you've seen the video. Insane Basketball Mom Freakout. That was fucking horseshit, and you know it. What kind of a horseshit call is that? Are you fucking blind, or are you just that shit at what we're paying you to do? Don't don't catch me, motherfucker. I'm handling this, fucker. I'm handling this. (laughs) Just what the fuck do you think you are doing? If Rolls was in the game, we wouldn't have this many calls and much more fucking points. Why is this new guy getting special treatment? How about you play a guy who's country fucking invented basketball? This is audio from a video in which Susan publicly berates a volunteer referee for missing what she describes as a foul and going off on Coach Boogie for starting Brian instead of Royce. This was filmed during a home game in 2018 where the Foxes were toe-to-toe with the Central Valley Centaurs at 45 to 41. Suffering from intense stomach pains, Brian had to sit out most of the first half, allowing Royce a chance to lead as power forward. That is until Susan's meltdown caused them both to be ejected from the game. The video was uploaded to YouTube the next day under the title Insane Basketball Mom Freakout, and within a few weeks garnered over 400,000 views. Not a huge growth by today's internet standards, but in a town like Greenville, it made Susan a celebrity overnight. Despite the negative impression the video paints of her, Susan has taken a wildly different approach to her internet fame. about your video and how it's impacted your relationship with the St. Francis Foxes. Oh boy, here we go. Are you asked about it a lot? Oh yeah, at least 10 times a week. Even more if I have a full schedule at the salon. And how would you describe these interactions? Mostly positive, negative? Positive, for sure. There are tons of people kids mostly, who come up to me asking if I'm the insane basketball mom and taking pictures with me for their snaps. It's really neat to think about how something I did was able to reach so many people. 
So you don't have any regrets about that video? No, not really. I mean, it's not everybody's idea of how to be famous, and in retrospect, I probably went a little too hard on that ref, but I had good reason to. He made a bad call, so I called him out on it. <laughs> Boogie might have deserved it a little bit, but I'm just happy I didn't get his banned from the games. You don't think you were too hard on Boogie? For making choices that cost us games, I want us to win and for Royce to show his talent. What were you doing outside of halftime, Mrs. Peterson? Huh? In the business, we call this the curveball. What were you doing outside at halftime, Mrs. Peterson? I... Come on, you know what I was doing. I know, but I like to hear it from you. I was... I was smoking a cigarette. You were what? I know. I know I said I was going to quit, and I am. I'm really trying, but those games can get really stressful. Sometimes I just need a little help taking the edge off. But why did you need to take the edge off that night? Because it was a playoff game. I care a lot about the team, and I just want to see them and my little star excel. Is that such a bad thing? Would you say that your stress could have led you to do something dramatic? How close were you to charging the court? and cussing everyone out this time. Maybe you cut a shoe. Why would I cut a shoe? Wait, you think someone cut the shoe? I'll get to you in a second. Royce needs to play somehow, right? Right. I'm sorry, I'm not really understanding what you're getting at here. I don't think anyone would actually want to cut a boy's shoe. So you just went outside to have a cigarette? Nothing more? Yes. That's the only reason I left the building, and I was outside for 15 minutes at most. I was only outside for five before I saw you. Just ask Coach Boogie. He watches me like a hawk every game now. If I didn't know his coaching behavior, I'd be flattered. Good idea. Why don't I call him up right now? What? You're going to call Coach? Sure am. Boogie, it's me, Max. Max? I give out my number only for emergencies. It is an emergency. What's wrong? Are you alright? I'm sitting here with Royce Peterson and his mom. Hey, coach. Okay. Susan's there? I would much rather not talk to her if I could help Hi, it. coach. I can hear you. I'm on speakerphone? Yep. That would have been nice to know. Sorry, but I would just like to ask you some questions. So there's no emergency? Did you see Mrs. Peterson come back in during halftime last night? Uh, yeah, she came back. D told you. But she also left after having an intense conversation with Wolfman. Wolfman? Yep. Mom, why were you arguing with Wolfman? Anything else? Uh, no. That covers everything. All right, but please don't call again unless it's an emergency. Goodbye, Max. Royce. Bye, Coach. Like Roy said, why were you talking to Wolfman? Is that what you call Mr. Wilcox? Yes. I answered the question. All right, all right. I... I put a little money on the game. Money? You were betting on us? Well, 
<laughs> oh, God. This is going to sound so bad out loud. What's going to sound bad? Okay. So, a couple years ago, someone came up to me and asked if I'd be interested in maybe spicing up the games a teeny bit by putting some money down on them. Nothing too serious. A few hundred at most, but it wasn't You what? Honey, relax. It's not like I'm the only one doing it. It's me and a lot of other responsible adults who all make sure that it never gets too out of hand. Too out of hand? Mom, you just talked about betting a few hundred dollars on a high school basketball game. It's not betting, technically. It's just a way for some of the parents to, you know, have a little extra fun at the games. And trust me, sweetie, a few hundred is nothing. You should see the semifinals. Okay, okay. So, was this the reason you were on edge last night and needed to step outside for a cigarette? I mean, it being a playoff game, that was the main reason, but the pools don't exactly ease the stress, you know? I cannot fucking believe this. Hey, watch your mouth around me, pal. See, this is why I didn't tell you about my club in the first place. You have this thing with making big deals out of nothing. It's not nothing, Mom. It's a gambling it's ring. It's not gambling, okay? It, it just isn't. And by the way, I wouldn't be so sour to this whole gambling ring since it paid for your summer training last year. My, my summer training? Did you at least see anything strange when you were outside? No, I didn't. Sorry I can't be more help. All right. All right, Royce. Same question. Do you recall seeing anything suspicious before, during, or after the game? I was focused on the game. If someone did, was doing something weird, I probably didn't, like, register it or anything. So you're saying that somebody could have done something suspect? Not exactly. But you're not denying it either. No, I guess not. How close is your relationship with Brian? Do you know if he has any... enemies? A lot of people don't like the guy. Royce may have had a point there. Throughout the basketball season, I've been taking testimonials about Brian from other students. The things I've heard range from predictable to straight-up problematic. It's been cool having Brian here because the games are way more exciting now. He even goes to the girls' games. Way more people go now. Well, we have PE together, and he takes it really seriously. It's weird. Whenever he messes up, he swears in Korean. Is that normal? Watching him play is nuts. I didn't know Asians could ball like that. But I guess you got Yao Ming and Jeremy Lin and uh... uh is, is that it? I don't really pay much attention to sports. Normally, I'm not into Asian guys, but when I saw Brian, I was like, damn, he is cute. Holly Green is lucky. She and Brian are gonna make beautiful Blasian babies. Brian's a really cool guy. I sit behind him in biology and help him out sometimes. You know, I thought he'd be a little smarter than he is. Uh, what's this for? Like who? Doesn't matter. Well, yeah. Considering that he's both your teammate and the victim of a targeted crime. <laughs> oh, come on. Honey, the only thing he's a victim of is bad luck. I'm sorry? It was an accident. You saw what happened. His shoe exploded. It was a freak thing. Like when, in baseball, when a player hits a ball and their bat snaps in two, nobody checks to see if the bat had been tampered with. But a snap bat doesn't directly harm the hitter or their career. Sweetie, 
I promise you, one tiny little accident isn't going to derail his entire career. It very well could have. Look, there were scouts in the audience who saw what happened. They could have seen the entry and assumed that Brian won't be able to play next season. Potential schools could have skipped over him entirely because of it. He didn't lose his foot. His toes didn't get blown off or anything like that. You're making it sound like the accident crippled him for life, but it was just a sprain, right? Rolls has sprained his ankle during games before and was fine the next night, for God's sake. So you think my entire investigation is a waste of time? No, I'm not saying that. It's, I'm just... <sighs> I think it's kind of a common thing in these situations to overlook the easy answer and start jumping to conclusions, you know? Like, you, your gut reaction is to think, who did this? Who's responsible? Who's to blame? And you start wildly pointing fingers even though there really isn't anyone at fault. And that it is what it is. Just a freak accident. Right. But we have proof that there is someone to blame for this. Trust me, honey. The older you get, the more you accept that things are just how they seem to be at first. So, you don't think any kind of foul play was involved in last night's accident? No, I think it's ridiculous that someone would even think to hurt Brian. What makes you so sure? Because he, he's good, for crying out loud. Trust me, there's no reason someone would go that far to hurt some kid. There's no reason, huh? I nearly ended the interview there as it became clear that Susan wouldn't let me get much further with my questions. However, right at the final stretch, I was able to get something I thought was impossible at this point. Time alone with Royce. your relationship with him as friendly or competitive? I'm not sure I follow. Would you consider Brian to be a friend of yours, or is he just a teammate to you? Oh, yeah. He and I are BFFs. We're inseparable. He always comes over after school to play 2K, and we have sleepovers every weekend. Look, I get you're upset that the season ended the way it did, but you really don't have to be this difficult. Well, I'm not exactly jazzed to be spending my first day off-season hearing even more about how awesome our bay is. So would you describe your feelings towards Brian as somewhat resentful? What are you trying to say? Let me rephrase that. Is Brian's status and success at St. Francis similar to what you pictured yourself having when you transferred? If so, has this generated any feelings of jealousy or bitterness towards him? I never said anything like that. But the implications are pretty clear, don't you think? I mean, speaking as someone who only knows the story from a distance, all signs point to you having nothing but disdain for Brian. And from an outside perspective, it makes a lot of sense. You were at the top of the food chain back at Garfield. You put in all this work, time, and energy to earn a scholarship to play at the prestigious St. Francis High. Then when you finally transfer over, and you're ready to start this new phase of your career... All of a sudden, some guy swoops in out of nowhere and takes away the spotlight you worked so hard to get. <laughs> I mean, 
Something that cuts that deep has to spawn some kind of ill feelings, don't you think? <sighs> Might cause a person to do something they wouldn't normally do. Look, let me put it like this. I'm not okay with riding the bench, but I'm not going to attack anyone. And if I did, why would I try to rig a shoe? It just seems too complicated. I would just, like, wait behind his car with a baseball bat and a ski mask or something. Jesus, Royce. What? That's what people do when they want someone taken out in sports. Like, uh, like that ice skating girl. I, I can't remember her name, but you, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. But those events occurred because someone was scared of living in someone else's shadow. And all the signs of that point to you. Sorry about that. Customer service at that place is a nightmare. We're done. This is... We're done. So, where were we? Actually, I think that about wraps everything up. Plus, it's getting late. I should probably start heading home. Oh, right. Of course. I hope you got what you needed for your story. Normally, I try to avoid making grand claims about a subject until I spend more time looking into it. But I feel pretty confident saying that I found something huge here. Even if Susan exaggerated how many people are involved or how much money is being circulated, the idea that parents and maybe even faculty could be secretly gambling on high school sports could shake the foundations of St. Francis and Greenville itself. But I wanted to be super clear that this is just a theory. I'm not claiming anything to be true until I do my research and start gathering sources. It's entirely possible that Susan made this up to spice up our interview as part of her no bad publicity mantra. Then again, why she would do this while upsetting her son in the process is beyond me. And Royce was acting weird too. But he's always been weird like that. There's no mistake that Royce could have benefited from Brian going down. But did he do it? I'm not sure. He played in a game he usually wouldn't have, but it was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. If he did do it, it would be a pretty cruel catch-22. And Wolfman? Leading a gambling ring for the parents? Who could have guessed that? No questions about it. That's who I'm talking to next. Thanks for listening, whoever you are. The Parting of the Shoe is written and produced by Maxine Phillips. Music, sound design, and mixing by Devin Gilroy. Reenactments directed by Holly Green. Special thanks to Tony Phillips and Brian Bay. If you like what you heard or for more information, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or wherever you get your latest podcasts from. Thank you and peace out.